This is a broadcast of the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network. Welcome to the Working Woman Radio Show, where we have real conversations about the unique issues working women face. I am your host, Deanna Johnson Coffin. Before I introduce the topic for today's podcast and my guest, I want to tell you a little bit about a new talk show that my daughter, Adrienne, and I are hosting on YouTube called Elevate. Um, Let me tell you a little bit about why we created this show. We are the mother-daughter talk show team that wants to elevate your life. We love living life together so much that we thought, well, why don't we just bring some of those experiences to you in order to inspire and encourage you to live your best life too. We will be talking about ways to elevate your finances, food and cooking, fashion, your physical health, mental health, home decor, and so much more. Expect to see great interviews with local and regional people who will be making a difference in the community. There'll be chit chat about celebrities and the latest trending topics. We'll also be traveling around the Metro Atlanta area and beyond, taking lots of pictures and doing a little bit of filming uh, of some fun segments about the local culture and sharing that with you as well. Adriana and I will also be doing some fun mother-daughter TikTok challenges. You don't want to miss that. Um, So the great thing about our show is that there really is something for everybody, young and old, men and women. It's just good, clean entertainment for the whole family. You'll be able to find us on YouTube. Uh, We upload an episode every Sunday evening around six. So take a moment to check out our program, subscribe to our channel. I will include a link to the show in the show notes of this episode. So don't forget to scroll down and check that out. Also, if you live in DeKalb County, Georgia, you'll be able to find episodes of our show on Comcast 25. Uh, at 7 p.m. on Sunday evenings. Okay, now that that little bit of business has been taken care of, I want to introduce you to my guest for today's show. Melinda Pillow is an attorney exclusively practicing in the areas of domestic relations and family law in the greater Atlanta metro area. Mindy represents clients in all aspects of family law, including divorce, legal separation, paternity, legitimization, child custody, adoption, and prenuptial agreements. Here she is. Welcome to the show, Mindy. It is a pleasure to have you here. Deanna, delighted to be here. Thank you so much for inviting me this morning. Oh, terrific, terrific. Well, I want to get right into it. Can you share a little bit uh, with my audience a little bit more about your background as a divorce lawyer? Of course. Um, I practiced with a large law firm straight out of law school, graduated and passed the bar in 2006. Mm-hmm. So I've been doing this for 15 years this year, which is hard wow. to believe. Wow. Time flies, as we yes. all know. I started with a big family, a big law firm, and mm-hmm. doing you know commercial litigation things like that, and realized that my my calling and where I, I felt the need to be was to help families. Mm-hmm. So went to a smaller firm and just did family law, then moved in 2011 to practice family law. My office solely family law. Mm-hmm. My office is in downtown Decatur. Mm-hmm. So walked to the courthouse about a mile from my house. My kids are in city schools at Decatur. So wow. we're kind of in a great little area down yeah. here. And um, I do, I practice anything doing with the nuclear family, Wow, basically. Wow. Okay. So, wow. That's great. Wow. So that is, that is what you do. So this is, um, this is um, you, I mean, you are well immersed in this area. 
Correct. Family law, which is which is a point I want to come to later on in our conversation. Um, now, statistics show about 40 to 50 percent of married couples in the United States divorce. They say those same statistics say that the divorce rate for subsequent marriages, second and third marriages or whatever, is even higher than that. So with that being the case, the financial aspects of divorce affect a lot of people in this case women in particular is what I'm focusing on. What is the biggest financial mistake that women make um, when they are preparing for divorce? Absolutely. And I would say this is a, not just preparing for divorce, this is kind of just in your lives together. Mm -hmm. A lot of times women in particular don't know the accounts, don't know where Mm. they might know where their debit card is, but they don't know where the physical bank is. They Mm. don't know how, you know, that their mortgage is through SunTrust or Truist now. They Mm. don't know that, you know, the passwords to any of their accounts because traditionally it kind of falls down. Like, and and I'm, I was in that boat at one point, my husband just traditionally has paid the bills because I I don't like dealing with that. (laughs) I deal with getting the kids to their tennis lessons, whatever. He deals with that stuff. And then as I was seeing more and more women going through divorce and somebody comes to see me initially, I'm like, well, what retirement accounts do you have? And they don't know. They have no idea how much money their husband has away or or their wife has. Really? Wow. Wow. So. Yeah. Is the first and foremost. And even little things like. How do you pay the electric bill? Or do you have Georgia power? Do you oh, have, right. who yeah. do you have? Because yeah. then you just kind of, you need a running list of that. Sure. Sure. That's huge. That's huge. And you're right about that. I, um, you know, I've, this is my second marriage. I was married before for 10 years. Now I did um, know more of that um, just because um I, I tended to be the one to pay the bill some, but there were even then there were there there still were things gaps for me there when it came to retirement accounts and that kind of thing. Um, and but um, but as a single house, I, I've remarried, but for five years I was the head of household, and it really was a eye-opening experience for me to be able to, to be in charge of all of the finances, and it really taught me a lot of things um, going forward. So it was a good experience in that sense. Um, It really was, you know, to be in charge, to make a budget, to, you know, like you said, to set up all the accounts. Um, And so it's a good it's a good thing for women to know, for all of us. And you shouldn't be in the dark like that. No, and it is. And there's sometimes that there are situations Mm -hmm. that you see it's almost some sort of a financial or economic um, domestic situation that one party makes the money. (laughs) <laughs> or makes the vast majority of the money and, and feels that they have control over that. Sure. Mm-hmm. And so that is a, a real issue. And that sometimes if it's a difficult conversation to have, or mm-hmm. you're kind of like, well, my spouse is never going to listen to me. Mm-hmm. I would recommend you go kind of an end run, which is, honey, we got to worry about the kids. Let's do some estate planning. Okay. That's not something I do. There are, there are people who do wills and trusts, but if you sit down with an estate planner, that's what the first questions are going to ask are. Where's your money? Where are your retirement accounts? So, and then they recommend, my husband and I saw someone five, 10 years ago, and they recommended make a list of all the information that I'm telling you, you need. That way you're not in a position of having to go to your husband of give me or wife. I'm I'm just saying husband, because we happen to be Right. right now, but you know, your spouse and saying, give me a list of all the passwords, give me a list. 
but someone else in the position of that's having that conversation if you don't want to have it, but that's you do need idea. access to that information. That's a great idea. I love that. You've, you've got this middleman person. Yeah, that's a great exactly. idea. Exactly. Um, so now um, let's get more into the nuts and bolts. What are some specific things that women can do to set themselves up for financial success going forward. And even if it's not necessarily a divorce, although that's the subject we're talking about today. Right. And this is kind of divorce and more yes. in general. Yes. Um, just because obviously a lot of our lawyers mm. always joke yeah. that we went to law school because we don't like math. Well, <laughs> a whole lot of divorce law is math. As oh, you can imagine. Wow. <laughs> Splitting yeah. up assets, things of that nature. Yes. Yes. But, you know, outside of just knowing the accounts and knowing where your money is and mm-hmm. kind of things of that nature, you have got to establish your own credit. Oh you need your own bank account. Yes. Even if it's an account that you use for presents, let's right. say you don't want, you guys have, you know, your, and how my husband and I use myself as an example, because it's what yes. I do. My husband and I have accounts together at USAA. Yes. One's my name and one's his name. Yeah. Both of us have complete access to open it. But if I right. want to buy him some Braves tickets sure. or something for Father's Day, sure. I want my own account yeah. for it to flow exactly. through. Yeah. So, but you want to do that yeah. well before you get in a divorce situation or just in general, if you are a stay-at-home mom yeah. or you've been, you work part-time sure. while sure. the kids are little, sure. you need to be an authorized user at a minimum on credit cards. Wow. Open your own little credit card. Wow. You've got to have a, yeah. Yeah. establish a credit history right. or continue to build it. Exactly. Because as Dan, I'm sure you know, and have yes. come across before, they're looking when you go to look at a mortgage or whatever, yep. they're going to look at the length of the the freaking the card we yeah. all open to get a free t-shirt freshman year of college yeah. yes. because they're standing there and you don't understand 25 percent interest <laughs> you just want the t-shirt that's it <laughs> yeah they go back and they'll say okay now you have a credit line that's been open 25 years that yeah. is going to be helpful to yeah. you going forward but you definitely want to do that wow and just kind of have have an account with your name on it. Yeah, that, that is super, super, super important. I I could not agree with you more. I know I've been a stay-at-home mom in, in my first marriage and in my second. Now, I've always worked part-time uh, and I've been an entrepreneur, you know, and so I've pursued those kinds of things. And so I've always made money, but I never really realized the importance of having credit in my own name until my second marriage. And my Andrew is a delightful man and they don't get much better, but that's beside the point. Things happen. Uh, and so I, in the last 10, 15 years, I have done exactly what you just said, opened up a credit card in my name. And initially he was like, well, we're good. I mean, you've got, we've got credit together. We've got bank accounts. Yeah. I was like, I know, but then down this road, not that I think anything's going to happen, but been there and done that. And I just thought I need to set myself up in a, in, to be, to, to successfully um, be financially independent for just because I think it's just a good thing to do. Um, right. And I've got a lot of, you know, I was a homeschool mom. And so I have a lot of friends who are homeschool moms. And unfortunately, some of those friends, unfortunately, have gotten divorced. They, and they didn't even see it coming. And they are, and part of the the horror of it all is that they're like, Deanna, you know, I don't know anything. And, and everything you, you said, I don't know the bank account numbers. I don't know where the, you know, the passwords. I don't know. I don't have any bills in my name. They've been home all these years and they've got nothing. 
And that's, that's, that, uh, I mean, divorce is bad anyway, but I think you're, I think it helps if you are more financially in control of your stuff. So. Completely agree. I mean, that's one of the things that's so nerve wracking. Yeah. We've all heard the horror stories of yeah. somebody cleaning out the savings account, oh, yeah. cleaning out. Yeah. And then you've got Nothing. the lights in the yeah. mortgage and yeah. things yeah. have to continue. And I'll tell yeah. you one thing and just focused on DeKalb yeah. because that's where I'm sitting at the moment, right. but most Metro counties have something called the standing order okay. or a domestic relations standing order. And what that means is once somebody files for divorce, this order goes into place automatically with mm-hmm. all divorce cases, most custody cases. Mm-hmm. And the order says in essence, mm-hmm. you can't go clean out the 401k. You can't okay. go do, you know, you could only do ordinary course of business. Okay. But that's the other thing. If you are in a position that you're, you see the writing on the wall, this may yeah. be coming or you're planning. Sometimes yeah. you're, you want, you need to get out. It's an untenable right. situation. Sure. Go on and you need to start making your moves because okay. once like opening account, yes. maybe move, if your paycheck is being direct deposited into the joint yes. account, make a decision when yeah. that's going to go into your, your personal yeah, account. That's good. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and something that is huge that you don't think about, you've got hopefully 529 accounts, mm-hmm. minor savings accounts sure. for your kiddos. Yeah. You need to be listed on there just oh, like your wow. husband is. Mm-hmm. And if the bank, like I have two children, if yes. the bank said, okay, only one parent can be on one, well, you're on one account and your husband's on the other idea. kid's account. That's right. Because that's also, you know, while it is set aside for a child's education. Yeah. It doesn't necessarily have to be used for that. That's and if true. somebody, if there's 30 grand all of a sudden, that $30,000 is gone, right. what are we going to do? Right. So, and the other thing about this, I tell you about the standing order, once it goes into effect is really, I counsel my clients that after that's gone into effect, you cannot move your direct deposit. Oh because my. to me, that's not, that's not ordinary course of business. No, How is. often do you yeah. change your bank account with your employer? Sure. Never. So you need to get all your ducks in a row. And even if that means you're doing you on the 12th, you're changing your bank out with your employer and you know, you're going to file on the 15th. Right. So you don't want to to tip it your spouse off that it's coming. You can do that, but you need to be thinking about that standing order being out there in all the counties and that you don't violate it. Wow. Wow. That is huge. Of course, you, um, this is what, one of the reasons I wanted to have you on the show to talk about those, those things that, um, those technical aspects that most of us don't know about. I think that's a good heads up for a lot of people. Now, um, what if a person doesn't have a whole lot of money? I mean, you know, Bill and Melinda Gates are getting their um, divorce and they've got oodles of money. And so I mean, I'm sure they've got teams of lawyers, you know, fighting on each of their behalves. But most of us don't have that. And some of us don't even have, um, you know, what even the ordinary person has. What, where do you go if you don't have money to pay for a lawyer? I mean, is there any help out there for those women? Absolutely. So there are a couple different and I'm going to I'm going to tackle these in a couple different ways. Right. So there is the Atlanta Volunteer Lawyers Foundation, ABLF. Okay. There's okay, the Cab Volunteer Lawyers Foundation. OK, sometimes you can get help through those. I will tell you that they frequently focus on specific projects like the grandparent adoption project. OK, but that's where I would always start. 
There okay. is legal aid. There's an Atlanta legal aid, DeKalb right. legal aid, Gwinnett legal aid, Cobb legal aid. Okay. They are very, very dedicated lawyers and a dedicated resource, but you have to be no more than 200% below the poverty level. Wow. So, I, I mean, or you have to be at least 200%. Wow, I guess at least that backwards. So, in essence, if you're making about 20000 a year yeah. for a household of two or three, then you'll qualify. Other than that, you're going to yeah. get in that no man's land where a lot of us are, yeah. which is that middle class yeah. where you can't afford, you don't, and nobody mm. needs to be able to afford, but you right, can't but, yeah. $10,000 on a divorce case. Right. Right. Um, and, you know, something that, that if, if I leave you all with anything today, it is, you really need to take a step back in the mm. divorce process. Mm-hmm. If you're in a position where you're going to get a divorce and when you're fighting over something that a target raincoat mm. or <laughs> tennis shoes, somebody yes. didn't re- return the Nike tennis shoes. Uh, like, is it worth, do you want to pay your yes. divorce lawyer $10,000 or yeah. do you want to use that $10,000 for your future? And more importantly, your children's future. Definitely. And, you know, I've had clients from time to time when they get just blown out, out of control about something yeah. that really in the grand scheme of things, Not, isn't that important. Yeah. I have frequently been known to say, do you want to pay for your children to go to private school or my children? Oh, because wow. that's what it's going to come down to. Wow. And let's keep that in perspective. That now is a let's great really... way to keep it in perspective. Yes. Wow. Because that is that's, that's what it comes down to. That's true. That is true. So yeah, so don't sweat the small stuff. Right. If you wow. if it's something you you still had children with this person, or maybe you didn't, maybe you right. still chose to, you don't have children. You chose right. to get married, sort it out with as much you know dignity and yeah. respect for each other as you can. You know, don't let yourself get screwed. Right. <laughs> you know, you don't want to be a doormat. No, you no, want no. your fair yeah. share of what y'all have earned during the course of the marriage. And that's right. another thing, Deanna, that we hear a lot yeah. is I hear a lot is people think, well, and again, usually the husband is right. the, not right. usually the husband's mouse, married spouse. That's, we're just talking <laughs> in that direction. Right. But the husband has, let's say, gone out and worked and had, I have a 401k for $300,000. Well, yes. I don't have to give her any of that because I'm the ones who earned it. Uh, oh, wait a minute. It no, doesn't no, no, that's not how it works. Oh, wow. Nope. Nope. Because you, you yeah. couldn't have gone out to conquer the world exactly. and earn your 300,000 retirement. Right. If yeah. mom wasn't at home, doing getting all the kids the lessons, that's doing right. homework, and, getting, yeah, yeah. Doing making all that sure that you're does. able to go focus. That's and that, that works both ways. Wow. I mean, that works yeah. if mom's been the one out doing right. her thing and dad's right. been at home helping, or even dad's taking, you know, my husband is a teacher. Yes. Which works out very well for our yeah. lives because he's home right. during the summers more sure. than I. Sure. And that doesn't mean that any yeah. finances we have, whatever money we have, yeah. we've earned it. That's it's not exactly. one or it the other. Yeah, this is not my money over here. Right. And wow. you would be shocked how often yes. I hear that's yes. my money. That's <laughs> like, exa- oh, I, I've heard that myself. Yes. During my divorce. <laughs> you know, he not how it works in the state day. of Georgia. <laughs> exactly. Did not work like that. And so yes. he, was, he, was, he was very shocked about that. So now um, just tell me the names because I want to make sure I put those up on the screen. Tell me the names of the two free resources for women. Of course. This AVLF, Atlanta okay. Volunteer Lawyers Foundation, uh-huh. DVLF, DeKalb Volunteer Lawyers Foundation. Okay, very. And good. then they're also, um, again, the legal aids. Special. Pretty much any county has a legal right. aid. Okay. Then there are a couple other, again, mm-hmm. for those people in the no man land, which mm-hmm. is you can't, uh, you make too much money to right. afford legal aid, etc. Um, both Fulton County, mm-hmm. Cobb, 
DeKalb, just mm-hmm. off the top of my head, mm-hmm. have family law information centers. Okay. So for example, the DeKalb Family Law Information Center, we have a great court here in DeKalb. Our our mm-hmm. spirit court clerk, Deborah DeBerry. Yes, is I know Deborah. Rock star. <laughs> she is great. amazing. She is, she is. I mean, leading, she was leading the yes. way during the pandemic, yes. making sure everything was electronic, yes. explaining yes. everybody. She's just mm-hmm. wonderful. She is. But one of the things the court clerk has developed, in, yes. especially in DeKalb, is this yes. Family Law Information Center. Okay. So they have, let's say you're in a position where you don't have a ton of assets. Yes. You don't have minor children. Right. I would not try this if I had children, quite okay. frankly, but okay. if you're just getting divorced and trying to split everything up, right. there's a good chance you can do it yourself. Wow. And you, they have the forms, they have the petition yes. for a divorce. Yes. All, if you go through the family law information center, you yes. can make an appointment to see them. Wow. Uh, Fulton County has the same yes. idea. They have, yeah, 30 lawyers give a 30 minute wow. um, pro bono yeah. session. That oh, that's wonderful. Down. There may be a my a very small charge, but I can't yeah. think what it yeah, is. But, but that but they yeah. basically help so. walk you through the process. Exactly. That's wonderful. And so yes, you can kind of find the things again. I don't I yeah. If it was an untested divorce, like y'all yes. just need to say he's keeping the Honda, I'm keeping the right. Toyota, right. and right. here's what we're doing to the house, et cetera. I would do that path. Wow. If you're talking about assets above half a million dollars or yeah, yeah. Then you're talking about children, yeah. You need yeah. You yeah. need an attorney. Definitely. Um, and the other, so those two, I would look at the family law information centers. Yes. That was a great place to look as well. And then you can find there are some attorneys that made you a flat fee, yes. which is I'll do your divorce for, you know, $2,500, whatever sure. it is. Sure. Um, I would be a very worry of the, um, yeah. you know, the advertising on the side of the road, two ninety nine dollars right. uncontested. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. That, that would make me extremely uneasy, yeah. but if you can find it, this doesn't need to be, yes. a, you don't need the Cadillac of divorce attorneys no, if you don't no. have kids involved. Wow. wow. That's, that's just, right. And that, that's a, that, those are great resources um, uh, for, like you said, if you don't have some of those assets or children, that's, I had no right. idea that was out there. Um, can you tell me a little bit about what the certified divorce financial analyst. It's called CDFA. What, what is this and why is it important to maybe secure one? I mean, I would not personally, I think yeah. in, I, this is a tough question to answer. Yes. Um, because if I'm in a situation where we have a financial expert, which yes. is going to be a forensic accountant, some of that nature, sure. I'm going to hire an actual CPA okay. that has the, the credentials because if, if, if I'm in a position where I'm hiring one, you're talking about a medical practice or a law practice or sure. some small a family owned business is absolutely the worst because on paper, you're always going to see it make zero money. Right. You know, right. you know, I know my wife made a million dollars last year because we travel all over the world, but you look at the tax made negative $50,000. Right. At that point, you're going to want a forensic accountant. Okay. A financial divorce analyst um, probably has their role. I've only come across one and it was not my witness. It was the other side's witness. And um, it's not something something your divorce lawyers are going to use. Okay. Yeah. It it may be a person that uh, somebody doing it on their own is, is going to use, but yeah, that's real. I really can't speak any more. On that okay, got you, got you, got you. Yeah, I just when I was going through my uh, notes or doing a little bit of research, I came across that and I thought, what is that? Is that really something that most people need? 
or should have that kind of thing. So right. um, just thank you for clearing that up. And I guess my last question would be, um, how do you choose? And you've given some great options as far as um, if you are, you know, if you don't have a lot of assets, if you don't have a lot of money to get a divorce lawyer, but how do you choose a good lawyer? I mean, is there, is there, is, is, is that something that, that people should think about when they're going in to find a lawyer? I mean, is, is there certain criteria we need to be looking at? Absolutely. I think you need, I mean, the number one most important is personality. Okay. To make sure that you and you, when you have your initial consultation, that you mm-hmm. guys kind of jive and yeah. that your priorities are the same. Mm-hmm. And, you know, whether it's, it's good, bad, and different, mm-hmm. you know, some people come in and their priorities, of course, are the kids. And we mm-hmm. all would like to say and like to be that my kids are the number one most in priority, but some people they're like, well, I'm really worried about my kids are fine. They, their grandparents have money. Right. I'm worried about my future. And that's yeah. not a bad answer. Right. It's just a question of you need to figure out where your priorities are, because if you're fine sharing, let's say joint physical custody, like we can, we got whatever you don't want a custody battle. That's going to cost you 30 grand. Oh, you wow. want to, how do I make sure I'm getting my fair share of the assets? How do I make sure that we're with a parenting plan that'll work for us Right. and somewhere that you can definitely save costs. Yes. And also that's something else that I would want to know from initial consultation with a family mm-hmm. law attorney. What if my husband and I are able to agree on everything and we just want you to write up the agreement oh, wow. or we can agree on custody. We agree on the kids. Right. So we just want a parenting plan. Can you come up with that? And then we'll put that to the side and worry about how the assets are going to get distributed. Wow. That's a good way you can do it. Some lawyers are willing to, and some yeah. won't. Right. Some lawyers will give free consultations. Some lawyers do not. I will well, tell you, I do not. Yes, I was. Yes, going. I don't do initial consultations for free unless yeah. they specifically, unless it's somebody who yeah. has asked me specifically. You know, right. Sally calls me, and Sally's friend really needs right. to talk right. to a lawyer. And then I will absolutely do it. And right, right, right. but other than that, sometimes yeah. a free consultation. You know, there are people who will get fifteen mm-hmm. different conflicting opinions. Yes, about kind of what's going forward. Wow. So I would I look at and you know location isn't as important as it used to be. Yeah, but you do want to make sure that it's a lawyer that lawyer has practiced in whatever county you're in. Of course. For example, I wouldn't take a case in Houston County because I couldn't even really tell you where it is. <laughs> uh, I'm like, it's around, it's one of our multiple 140 something plus counties. But I go to DeKalb, Gwinnett, Cobb, sure. Gwinnett, sure. on a regular basis. But yeah. if I don't go there, you also run into, or you hi- you don't want to hire somebody who's never been there because they're not going to know the players and they're yeah. not going to know the local customs. Sure, and- sure. That's what yeah. you want. So that's yeah. geography, price, what the hour is. Yes. The other thing is, you know, you want to know from the fee agreement, et cetera, how many people are going to touch your file? Okay. So is it a question of you're going to come in here, Danny, you meet with me and you're, right. I'm hiring Mindy. And then right. you don't see me again until the courthouse because somebody oh, else does all the work. Wow. So like you're hiring me, my personality. Right. And then there are times, of course, where my paralegal and my is Sydney. She builds 150 an hour. I build a lot more than that. It makes right. sense for her to do things that don't need my touch. Right. But if you haven't heard my voice in right. six months and we're about to go to trial, well, that's, that's not good. No. And if you're a bill that has 
Mindy, paralegal, associate attorney, and then all of a sudden there are four or five people billing to your file and your bill's out of control. You don't want that either. Wow. Wow. Boy, so much to think about. You know, I'm I'm always curious, you know, we've all seen the movies where, um, you know, in the movies, this couple is getting divorced and it's all this drama. Does it does it really look like that? And I guess it depends on who the couple is. But I'm just wondering what the average um, divorce looks like when, when they come into your office. Is it crazy like the movies? Is it just, or is it what? It, it Back and forth. Some <laughs> of them are absolutely crazy. When people have lost sight of things. Yes. Um, one of the best things, which I think you'll appreciate, I learned as an early as a divorce lawyer is from mm-hmm. another very well-respected and very an excellent divorce lawyer who yeah. has what we call the target rule. Yeah. If you can replace it at target, we're not going to fight over it in a divorce. <laughs> Okay. which is just, I'm like, Why that sense? makes so much sense. Oh, Why are you going to pay someone $400 an hour to fight over something right. you can roll into Target and buy something exactly. beautiful? Yes. But some of it is. And then again, you know, Deanna, when it ends up involving the children, if yeah. one parent is using drugs, if one oh, parent oh, is oh. drinking too much and driving with the children, yeah. if, yeah. you know, there's somebody always yeah. seems to think there, if there's yeah. um, adultery, Oh, that is that comes into play. Yeah, that's yeah. So yes, yeah, some of them are just as dramatic, and then yeah. some of them are. Yeah. You know, you need to chillax and you yeah. need to step back yeah. a little bit and yeah. think yeah. about what we're really doing here. Yeah, that's great. And most yeah. people are very, very. Um, mm-hmm. Most people, it's, you probably you may have heard the expression before, which is totally true. Which is in. Um, criminal law, you see some, the worst people at their best because they're on best behavior for the judge and et cetera. And in family law, you see the best people at their worst because they lose sight of this is because we're so laser focused on, I got done wrong. Wow. He did me wrong. She did me wrong. I, I want the judge to hear all this. Oh my! Judge doesn't have time to hear five, six years of your grievances you know, at the end of the day. Some people do. They just need yeah. the judge to hear yeah. it. And the judges, that's their jobs. And they are uh, happy to do so. <laughs> it's the right thing, but wow. they absolutely will. We have a great bench in DeKalb wow. and they will absolutely give you your time in court and they will listen to you. But at the end of the day, they're going to follow yeah. the law, which I is know. equitable division. Yeah. They do have to decide with the children and make yeah. decide what's in their best interest. But yeah. Yeah. Wow. that would be, yeah. Yes, unfortunately, some of it is just as dramatic okay, as you so, see. And my yes. question to be you would be: So when you so you're coming into these situations, they're always it's always going to be bad. I mean, some are going to be worse than others. But what you do is, um, it's not the happy stuff. So how do how do you handle that on a day to day? But how do you leave that at the office and go home and deal with your own family? It is so funny you say that because when okay. I first started doing family law full time, yeah. I would come home and basically like, whatever, Kenny, yeah. Kenny, you didn't cut the grass. Oh, that's it. We're going to divorce. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, and it was just because it seems so easy right. Right. <laughs> to right. do it. It makes me very appreciative. I mean, we're, and I yeah. should, should know this off the top of my head. We are 24 yeah. this year, 24 wow. years we've been married. Wow. So, you know, we made the, the yeah. decision and we got, we got teenagers, so yes. it's not always easy, no, no. but we've made that commitment and we, we are, we've stayed together, but and it's yeah. not easy. And sometimes yeah. it's just, it makes me very appreciative of yes. my family wow. that we are arguing over cutting yeah. the grass and yes, right. That's who right. has That's to go good. to the store. 
yes. versus yeah. are the you having an affair? And yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. And wow, that's assets. that's great. That's that's a great perspective to be to, for it to make you more thankful, more grateful, and more appreciative for what you have. This has been um, eye opening, Mindy. I I've enjoyed this interview probably as much as my audience will, or if not more. I Me as well. You, um, taking time out of your busy schedule, and for my listeners out there. Um, we want you, if you haven't done so already, to subscribe and download episodes of the show by going to www.theworkingwomanradiopodcast.com. You can also find us by visiting the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network and clicking on the Working Woman Radio Show icon. For more information about upcoming podcasts and events, go to our Facebook page, leave your comments, ask your questions. We really do want to hear from you. Well, that's it for today. Thank you for joining us. We'll see you next time on the Working Woman Radio Show.